Hey everyone, it's your host of See Jurassic Right, Stephen Ray Morris here, just dropping in to say, I hope you've been enjoying all the new episodes in 2023 and 2024 so far. There are new interviews with filmmakers, musicians, scientists, the screenwriter of Land Before Time, audio essays about the rich history of the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World franchise, and all the news about the upcoming animated show Jurassic World Chaos Theory and the as-of-yet untitled Jurassic World sequel coming next summer. I really need your help supporting the show right now, and you can do that by leaving a tip and or giving a monthly follow on Patreon, patreon.com slash There are $1 and $5 tiers, but more is coming. Sharing the show, giving five-star reviews in Apple Podcasts, and liking and commenting on social, at Stephen Ray Morris on Instagram and Twitter, goes a long way to help boosting the show's visibility again online in this new era. I'm an independent podcaster and your support is so important and means the world to me in keeping this podcast running. Link to the Patreon is in the show notes. Hold on to your butts. Thank you. And now on to the show. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Filled with on fright, see Jurassic right, bathe in ember light, see Jurassic right, see Jurassic right, 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 see Jurassic right, 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 see Jurassic right, 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 see Jurassic right, see Jurassic right, see Jurassic Park. Welcome to See Jurassic Right. I'm your host, Stephen Ray Morris, and today is a very is a, today is a very special episode of Park Experts. I'm super excited. We're raising a toast to the beginning of filming of Jurassic World Three. <laughs> Scratch that, Jurassic World Dominions. So, Brenna White, B- aka Beeksels, aka Bonnie Puns, and I recorded this episode uh, into the weekend last week. Just as raising a toast to Jurassic World 3, sorry, Jurassic World Dominion, I got to get used to that. And today, as of this recording, February 25th, yes, yes, let me check my calendar. Yes, as of February 25th, we were surprised with the title of Jurassic World 3, now Jurassic World Dominion. So I wanted to mark up top at the beginning of this episode this occasion and mentioning a couple other interesting news tidbits before we dive into this actual conversation, which was recorded late into last week. But uh, I can't believe we're here. I mean, last time for Jurassic World and for Fallen Kingdom, the title reveals were announced in June. So the fact that we're getting the title essentially on the first day of filming is wild, to put it mildly. But it's super exciting. Colin and now, uh, I believe, yeah, Colin, Chris Pratt, Bryce Lewis Howard, Laura Dern, everybody's starting to tweet this image that Colin first tweeted out of the slate, the clapping, the clapper board, uh, for the first day of filming, which was Monday, the 24th. Uh, and it said Jurassic World Dominion. And you're like, what? It's out of control. So that was really exciting. And on Chris Pratt's post on Instagram, he put the definition of Dominion, which means the, the first definition, which is sovereignty or control, man's attempt to establish dominion over nature. Hashtag Jurassic World Dominion. Hashtag hold on your butts. So this is super exciting. And again, we don't need to get too into the weeds yet. We'll probably be spending many months ahead going into all that stuff. But also it's filming in Merit, 
um, as I'll mention later in the episode, which is a city outside of Vancouver. Uh, the background looks snowy, or unless it's just like piles of cocaine or something that they're uh, that the dinosaurs are running around and cocaine dinosaur. Uh, <laughs> uh, God, that would be terrifying. Ugh, I'd tell you all about his script ideas. So anyway, that's really the big thing today I wanted to announce before we dive into this. Again, in this conversation, we did not know what the title was yet and didn't think we would be getting it for months to come. So Jurassic World Dominion, Dominions. Ah, a little tie in there. Uh, people have mentioned Indominus, the connection there. You never had control. That's the illusion. You have so many of these things going on. It's been so much fun on Twitter today. And also, uh, Brad did a special live stream for the Jurassic Park pod, which I'm starting to watch right now. I missed the live stream by a couple minutes. He does these live streams usually like every Wednesday. So, uh, tune into that. And it's really fun because everyone's just kind of, again, it's like Twitter, just everyone chiming into their thoughts. And having a lot of fun with this conversation stuff. Uh, probably one other thing to note before we dive into the episode proper is that, in, again, there's no indication that this will have anything to do with the final title or anything like that. Our, our final um, title treatment, I should say, is that they had the little, you know, the T-Rex logo on the clapperboard. And this photo is everywhere. So if you go to any, any, any Jurassic person who, anybody who likes Jurassic, you're going to see this photo today. But... Uh, it says Jurassic World Dominion, and then it has the little T-Rex, but it's in the red and yellow colors of the original Jurassic Trilogy. So, interesting. Is that maybe hinting at something? Maybe not. But, anyway, and then the only other thing, we didn't get new casting news, because we were getting casting news left and right, but Joseph Mazzello said on Twitter, who played Tim Murphy in the original Jurassic Park and The Lost World, he said, I think it's time to get back to work. What do you say, gang? So, uh... I don't know. Later in the episode, I mean, truly, because Chris Pratt said on Ellen, everyone from the original Jurassic Park is getting back uh, together. Uh, but truly, the only other survivors from the original movie are um, are Tim and Lex. So maybe maybe that was an actual spoiler reveal or maybe Joseph Mazzello is just looking for work right now. Who knows? But <laughs> so anyway, I'm not going to uh, blab on any longer, but let me know what you think of the new title. Do you love it? Do you hate it? And again, this episode that Brenna and I recorded was truly just about the coming months and about what we're excited about, what we're afraid about, what we're afraid of, and kind of hopefully leading into this time with really good vibes because this might be the last Jurassic Park movie we get. It might not be, but either way, it's going to be really special. So without further ado, enjoy the show. Should we do an intro? Like, this is See Jurassic, right? There's your uh, intro. <laughs> Hello. That's Brenna White. A.K.A. Bonnie Puns. A.K.A. Beeksels. Uh, Sorry, I didn't do the full intro. The other guy here is Stephen Ray Morris. Yeah, and again, I conceived this idea of like, oh, wouldn't it be nice to make an episode when they start filming Jurassic World 3 as like a toast and like a little prayer, like yeah, not an so actual this, prayer, but... Well, this is the toast and the prayer. This is the... Uh... The we're reading our horoscope for filming the good vibes. You yeah, know. we're starting in Pisces season for for the filming. Well, yeah, I believe technically today they started filming. So Bryce Dallas Howard posted that photo of like her and Owen in the water, and she was like going into Pisces season, like so good. which is like a perfect segue to beginning the filming of the movie. Yeah, and they're filming in Vancouver. Some reports said maybe they were just filming. Like I was saying, like because a lot, I think, like real news Hawaiian stuff were reporting they were starting to film on like Monday. Oh wow, the twenty fourth in or, Hawaii. No, no, oh. they they're still just reporting on the film in general. But okay, got it, got it. Yeah, either like the twenty fourth or the twenty fifth. But they were saying that they were going to start on the twenty fourth or twenty fifth. Yeah. So today was like, I mean, people just excuse me, just posted photos on Twitter that it's filming today in this or Vancouver Island or Merritt. British Columbia or something like that. But it was like just maybe some drone footage or something. Uh, we're getting in the weeds. The fact is it's starting. <laughs> and yeah, I just wanted to like, again, it feels not like an ending. It's not like, oh, I'm going to be done with Jurassic. Oh, no, no, know? not at all. I mean, even if they like, again, if they don't do any more movie, I mean, they're going to do more movies. After That's this. crazy that it's filming on Vancouver Island because my parents go there every summer, always over my birthday. Is it beautiful? 
Probably. I've never <laughs> been. They've just been going for like the last like five to six years where my mother like came face to face with a bear. And oh she had God. to be like, nice, Mr. Bear. Oh, we should ask her about it. We yeah, should. yeah. And they're going to encounter dinosaurs instead. So I'll have to ask or I'll have to tell her. I think that my dad also who loves this kind of thing is going to be very excited. Oh, that like they're filming when, there? Yes, because when he would come see me in New York, he'd be like, oh, I saw this street on that show. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, what, like Miracle on 34th Street? Like, <laughs> what show are you talking about? Uh, but, you know, so like if he goes there this summer and they've, of course, they will have wrapped filming by then because this will be in July. Uh I'll have to tell him. Yeah, well, they are filming for 100 days, as confirmed by Chris Pratt on Ellen. Oh, right, right, right. And I guess it's a good as time as any to mention. Because, um, yeah, he said 100 days. He was like, this is going to be like the end game, Avengers end game of Jurassic movies. You Which know. is easy for him to say as someone who was in <laughs> end game. Yeah, who is in those Avengers movies. He's like, everybody's going to fucking show up through those portals. Yeah. Oh, that's how they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Can we reuse yeah. these portals? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I did the math. I did some math. And if you take the filming dates from start to finish for Jurassic World and Fallen kingdom uh they shake out to uh fallen kingdom shot for 96 days and jurassic world shot for 84 days damn it's not like it's insane like it's not wildly longer right than... it's like it's like about like average the same amount of time um but also proud of you for that math oh thank you proud of you. um but the difference is that there's so many more filming locations um you know not all of them are 100 percent confirmed but it's like vancouver Pinewood Studios again, probably for all right. the set pieces. Well, like, weren't they already going to the UK? Like, is that? Yeah, I feel like Colin and Emily were like living in the UK, like prepping. And I think. Is that where Claire got, Claire, is that where BDH got her haircut? I like, think so. Unless she flew out to Vancouver and got it done there. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Um, Clearly, we don't know the details of who was in what scene or what is even happening at all. Yeah. And there was like, people were saying that. Laura Dern, Sam Neill, and Jeff Goldblum aren't filming till April, you know, so. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we don't know all the details or anything like that. Again, it's this isn't necessarily to, like, spell the deets, but it's or, just... Or, like, even necessarily, like, just for pure speculation. Like, we wanted to record this, or you wanted to record this, just because there's been so much news. Well, it just feels good. It, like, feels good to feel excited, and it feels good to, like... You know, I like following the progress of movies... You know, I don't necessarily like spoiling things for myself, though. So it's like a delicate balance of like, I like, I like the process of movie making. I find it fascinating. But yeah, I mean, you know, obviously like doing a podcast about (laughs) Jurassic Park, it's like, it's so much fun. You know, it's just been like so much fun in the last like week or two in the group and on Twitter and Instagram, just like, whoa, what's happening? What's going on? All this new casting news and stuff, you know? So I think for me, the point of this yeah, send a good vibe out and like, hey, like, let's have fun with this. Like, we've done this twice before, you know, and some not all of us have been there. You know, I mean, I, you know, I was interested in I followed Jurassic World, but I didn't follow it as closely as I feel like I'm following Jurassic World 3. Well, now that it's the third one as well, I think that there are a lot more updates in the media like even just with like the Twitter machine itself as it is now, as opposed to five or six years ago, there's a lot more like coverage of this film. I'm yeah. Sure. Well, on that note, I think we're watching it so closely because unlike Marvel and Star Wars, where there's kind of that low level conversation about fatigue, which I don't really believe in, but you know, Jurassic fans, it's like, you know, we have to wait three years between movies and yeah. we don't necessarily have like a bevy of video games and comics and books and stuff. So we're like just like chomping at the bit at every... Yeah. And there's no like side stories. There's no uh, like new movies with, with character arcs. No. I mean, we're getting Camp Cretaceous in August, which okay, is super right, exciting. Right, right. True. Yeah. I mean, again, and yeah, I think it's just like, oh, this is so special. And I think the fact that they really are bringing back so many cast members from across the franchise, it's like, oh, wow. They've never really done this before. Right. We were talking like the other day. It's like in a lot of the previous Jurassic movies, your you know, your main character is kind of the returning character from the original Jurassic yes. Park. And then you had like one or two characters from and you know, the past movie come back. You have Ian Malcolm and then like Lexington and Hammond show up for right. like a minute. Yes. Jurassic Park three, you have Ellie show up for a second. But this movie, I mean, let's just get into it. Look at this cast list of 15 people so far. Bryce Dallas Howard, Chris Pratt, Isabella Sermon, who played Macy, B.D. Wong, uh, Laura Dern, Sam Neill, Jeff Goldblum, newcomers Mamadou Achi, 
DeWanda Wise, another newcomer, Daniela Panita, Justice Smith, Jake Johnson, Omar Sai, Deachin Lockman, another newcomer, and Scott Hayes. I mean, and again, what's interesting about this cast list that's very different from other Jurassic movies is that there's more returning characters than new people, which has never been done before. Oh, really? So there are more returning. Well, I mean, yeah, that's great. I mean, really, there's only four announced new people, which is wild. I think like for me personally, ever since we went to that screening of Battle at Big Rock that was played well, it was before and after mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, where Laura Dern came out and they made that announcement and Colin was there and Emily was there. Emily Carmichael, Colin Trevorrow. Uh, Amy Doherty. Amy Doherty, yes. Uh, who scored who, Battle of Big Rock. Yes. That's like for me personally, I was like, okay, I can like chill out now because I know that they're returning and that's something that a lot of us really wanted. And that was good enough for me. But then of course I did start thinking about like, oh, like, but what if, what if Courtney James Clark uh, came back like riding the Mosasaur. What if <laughs> <laughs> Jake Johnson came back, which was confirmed? Yes. Yes. Wait, you read his name off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that we were all worried about uh, Zia and. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, it was funny. I went through my own journey of, I really liked, because Jurassic Park has mainly been, in my mind, adult adults and children, children. And it's like there hasn't been like millennials. Right. And so Zia and Franklin. I mean, I guess maybe Claire, Lowry could count as like a millennial. Yeah. Uh, I'm like Claire to an extent. She's like, you know, an older millennial. Sure. But it felt like um, Zia and Franklin were like, you know, just graduated at college like yes. kind of thing. And so, yeah, I really came to value those characters in Fallen Kingdom. But then as we announced the original cast coming back, I was like, is there really room for them? Is, you know... What are they going to contribute to the new movie when it's going to be, you know, our favorites, you know, the original trio coming back. But and, you know, they don't need to be front and center or anything, but I do appreciate that they want to at least show them for a little bit, you know. Yeah. Or who knows? Maybe they'll be there the whole time. We don't know. Right. I I tend to not overthink movies um, when they're coming out. You know that I'm someone that, well, we recently have been seeing so many movies, which is great, but... Like, usually I don't like seek out trailers for things like, like if someone posts one, like, oh, here's the trailer for Jurassic World. Like, I won't watch it necessarily because like, I love to go into a movie theater and not really know what the movie is about. It's so exciting to do that. Yes. I mean, Jurassic, I love following it, but that's only because I know that it doesn't ruin the magic for me. Right. But at the same time, and like, it was a topic that kind of came up today. I really want to preserve the magic for people who want it the way that you do. Yeah. You know, you want to give people that choice. Like, I know some people like to break things down and climb over fences, whether it's in real life or the internet. It's like, uh, you know. If I have information, I don't love to share it and be like, oh my gosh, have you heard this? Yeah. It's Uh, like, peace be with you. You got your way. Yeah. I'll go mine. I don't seek pleasure in knowing things before other people necessarily i mean it's fine if like people like to do that it's like oh like what's the inside scoop on this or it's like what if we did all this speculation before the film came out and everyone was so upset about what they thought the story was going to be and then they see the movie and it's not that at all well it's like so for they would be pleasantly surprised but it's like all the time that they spent like being upset like creating this story in their mind of what they're reading online and what other people are saying. It's like, that's like energy that is completely wasted. Mm. <laughs> Couldn't have said that better. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's a hundred percent. It's like, I never want to like getting my heart set on something that, you know, maybe could never be, or it's like, it's so nice to just watch a movie and see what it's trying to do and take it for what it's trying to do. Yeah. Because again, it's like, and you know, if you haven't listened to it yet, go back and listen to the episode with Omar and I, where it's like, that was truly like a flight of fancy of just like having fun with just like Fast and the Furious crossover, like Macy, original Macy, uh, Ellie Sattler as like an onset science consultant, like crazy stuff that like, yeah, I love all those ideas, but I don't expect them to happen. You right. Know? I mean, that's the beauty of fan fiction and people writing fan fiction is like you can create any kind of world that you want that doesn't exist within the real arc of the story that is presented to us. Yeah, of course. I mean, you can, I mean, there, there was a Jurassic Park three at some point that was going to be Alan Grant, like 
like Robinson Crusoe style on Isla Sorna, like obsessed with the Raptors. Like, oh wow, you know, that's I love that idea, but it's like I can't let it ruin what I think of JP three, right? You know, I mean, Colin Trevorrow really, I mean, is at the center of it right now with Duel of the Fates. Like, yeah, people are reading his Star Wars script and they're like, oh, what could have been? And it's like, but the. The path from a script that was written before Carrie Fisher R.I.P. passed away and before Last Jedi came out, like that movie isn't going to look, wasn't going to come out the way that you, I mean, it's just what you imagine sometimes is always better than what happens. But I think as somebody who wants to love the things that I love, it's like, I feel like it's almost a little healthier to like just take things for what they are if that well, makes sense also like I really trust the vision of Emily Carmichael and Colin Trevorrow and I'm like and that's all I can say it's like whatever they're gonna do whatever they're doing I I trust in them to like present a story that's going to satisfy us all yeah and I think sometimes I have this gut reaction of like when people are like already criticizing things but I also need to understand that maybe that's the journey that people need to take. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And it's not on me to get down on people if they're like disappointed by casting news or disappointed, you know, by this, that or the Wait, other. Wait, are we getting down on people right now by discussing all of this? No, no, I don't think I'm saying that's my own failing. Yeah. Of like when I feel myself reacting to people who are feeling that way, Got it's it. like, no, they're allowed to feel disappointed. Yeah. They're allowed to feel as much as I'm allowed to feel excited. They're allowed to feel disappointed. Yes. And at the end of the day, ultimately a lot of those people will have their minds changed when they walk into the theater. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. like what I think is that like we are being bombarded with news of like new cast members and filming locations and all that stuff. And again, like I think that it is more in our face now than it was when the first film came out or when it was being filmed. Yeah. And I think we're like more in tune to it, you know, but especially because it's like a like billion dollar franchise, like the newest coverage of it is it's more available, more there, more prevalent being covered more, I would say. Well, and ultimately for me, like even figuring out the journey of this podcast, it's like, Oh, it's so much fun to like, be there on Twitter and be there on the Facebook groups, you know, like talking about this stuff. Like, it's just so much fun to like, you know, the joke I was making the other day about like, how come nobody's talking about wanting Billy Brennan to return? Like, yeah. What do you mean joke? (laughs) (laughs) You know, but I think that, I mean, really truly that was just like how much we love Billy. And it was just like almost funny how like there wasn't really any conversation about it. And I feel like that's like Billy's character. It's like, we never, we take him for granted, you know, uh, I for mean, granted. You, did. Oh, my God. I mean, you and I have had hours of conversation about Jurassic Park 3, I feel. And I love Alessandra Nivola. If you're listening. <laughs> if you're listening, uh, get back in that. Get, get into the franchise again. Yeah, we love you. I mean, we can like go into a whole thing about him right now. It's like, I don't think his character was useless. He was Grant's protege. No, and I think as a, as a foil to Grant... I think because they decided to, you know, because I think in one, I think like if you watch one of Clayton's videos, Clayton Fioriti, there was some version of the story where Billy doesn't come back. Oh, no. And I feel like that's such a more tragic, cynical ending. Yes. Well, because like, you know, it's showing his relationship with Ellie in the beginning where it's like we were together. Now we're not. And then she's like, the last thing she says to him is like, you're still the best. And he says, I'm the last of my breed. And then, you know, cut to them on the island. It's like, I feel like. Billy is all he has because, mm-hmm. because, it, you know, he's his protege. He really trusts Billy. He's teaching him. So it's like if Billy were to die, yes, because Grant would be like alone again. Ugh, that is so heartbreaking to think about. Yes, that would have been terrible. That's not what happened. As far as you know, Billy is still alive and well. And is, he didn't get nabbed by a pteranodon at, like right after the credits started rolling in JP3. Nah, because they were in a helicopter and he was like, here's your hat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saved your hat. <laughs> I saved your hat. Well, and again, that's been my like half joke, half serious thought of like, you know, I mean, again, we were so, uh, again, it's like, a, it's like, I can't even, I'm like, oh yeah, we did meet Colin Trevorrow. We met Emily Carmichael and Amy yes. Doherty. Like, that was so cool. They were so sweet and kind and yeah. let us chat with them and, and all that stuff. That was so cool. It's so funny because I wanted to ask this question, but then Nima Neems asked the question that made Laura Dern come out. So I'm like, all right, my question was not as good. But you know, I've said it before on the podcast, but it's like, I'm so curious to know what Emily and Colin think of JP3. Like yes. their attitude about the ending, like... Is it hopeful? Is it cynical? And again, I think saving Billy made it so that 
maybe that helped Grant heal that he wasn't a total failure. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So again, I'm just putting it out in the either again. I'm like, Colin, Emily, what do you think of JP3? <laughs> what do you think of JP3? In that film, I mean, Grant is like so endearing. I feel like he still is the same. I'm like Sam Neill did such a good job at like continuity all those years later to like portray the same character and and that he was with an entirely different cast. Yeah. So that's why I'm like so and this may be the last thing about this new cast is more than say how many people or whatever, like, I'm so curious about the distribution. Is it going to be like factions of people? Are we going to get truly Avengers style, all these people in the same room together? Yeah. Like, I, I'm so curious to how this shakes out. I mean, this is truly uh, going to be such a different Jurassic movie than ever before. Yeah. I mean, I'm so excited. Again, my other comment, it's like Hawaii is coming back. And so people are like, flashback like is universal going to get in on the de-aging game that like marvel and star wars have been doing oh wow oh um, man that like just gutted me because i'm like would they would they do it for uh sattler and grant and malcolm well yeah i think and this isn't like any rumor but i think it's one of those like what people want so much that it goes into the ether of like what if the opening of Jurassic World 3, I'm sorry, we're speculating. What if the opening of Jurassic World 3 is like a flashback to like 1993 or something? What if it's like the breakup of Grant and Sattler? Oh, I'd love that that would be the focus of the... <laughs> it's just their... <laughs> sorry. That's so silly to think about. Like if it is just like, why it didn't work out? But I don't... I mean, here's the thing that's really great about the Jurassic Park franchise. It's like... While there has been romance involved, that's never been like the center of the movie. So it's like we can appreciate those relationships from a distance. Uh, Grant and Sattler, like there was a lot of speculation in their relationship. Like they don't kiss in the movie, even though there was that cut scene of them kissing. Yeah. And Sarah Harding and Ian Malcolm. It's like what happens with them in the end I'm like, do they ever kiss in the movie? Uh, no, they. I don't think they do. And it's like, even in the end, it's like, are they getting back together? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, truly, like, it kind of can go either way. And then the Kirby's, uh, they're like, they. I think that they do reconcile. But also, it's like, I still think that's up in the air. Oh, well, yeah. Because, you know, like, five minutes from now, they're going to be, like, yelling at each other, you know? <laughs> or Claire and Owen, like, you know, they broke up. They're doing this journey together. In the end, they're with Macy. And then same with the with the parents of Zach and Zach and Gray. Yeah, it's like it's possible that that they get back together. It's like <laughs> yeah, I'm like at the at every movie, it's like there's this like uncertainty with these relationships. Yeah, I mean Battle of Big Rock. Even I love that little detail that Emily and Colin put in of like. Here we are. We have a family that is very. It's a mini Brady Bunch style. Yes. You know, a dad and his son a mom and her daughter and then a child that the couple had together. So so Claire and Owen kiss. Wait, sorry. In different movie uh, in Jurassic World. But again, like the focus of the films are never about romantic relationships, but we still get invested in the romantic relationships, which is something that's very cool. And again, I think it's the thing that people harp on the most about other than the Dilophosaurus coming back. But I mean, I think at this point now, I'm like, I could go either way about Ellie and Alan getting back together. Yeah, me I think, too. I think at this point, it's kind of like Luke being Ray's father. Like, I was super into that idea. And then I saw Last Jedi and I was like, no, I like this better. Well, especially because I feel like there's like, as soon as Kylo Ren is introduced and meets Ray, like, I feel like there's like an immediate, like, sexual attention. Oh, 100%. So, like, for that to have even been a question and people were like, wait a second, they're technically related. Um, well, wait, but, but, oh. I, but I think... To, to this point of like we're talking about, it's like it's not about what I want or my expectations like you talked about. It's about what ends up being like right for the movie yeah. and what like feels good and is surprising. And we're like, oh, my gosh, this is I didn't realize like this is what I wanted, you know, so. Oh, I was going to say like to come back around where I was like, like, w- would it be a flashback of their breakup? Like, no, of course it wouldn't be like that's totally silly. But it was like nice to to discuss the romantic relationships that exist within the movie. But all the listeners will have to give you a hundred dollars if that ends up happening. <laughs> so we're calling it now. We're just we're just we're just we're just putting a pin in this. And, you know, if it happens. <laughs> You get a hundred bucks from all of my listeners. I think it's totally fun to like speculate without having expectation. Like, like all of the what ifs, what ifs, what ifs. It's like, you can be as wacky as you want. And then like, 
maybe something that happens in the movie is something that you said. And be like, oh my God, that's crazy. Well, yeah. I mean, my favorite thing about Fallen Kingdom, which I was so close to happening in terms of like a hope or an expectation was I wanted Claire to say the words Site B or Isla Sorna. And I was close because Mills says says Sorna to her in a scene. Oh, right, right, So I was right. like, I was so close. Yeah, so that I prediction. Think, yeah. So anyway, so everyone should join our Jurassic World 3 Fantasy League. We're going to be... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I wanted to say something else, just moving on from that, that, you know, with all this cast and talking about that, like, what about the dinosaurs? Oh, oh you know, yeah, as far right. As, like, conf- oh my God. Wait, what is this movie about? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's about the people in the movie? It's gorillas. It's Congo 6. <laughs> it's gorillas and tornadoes. Oh, shit. Meet. <laughs> Uh, Westworld. <laughs> Crichton Cinematic Universe. And robots. Turns out all the dinosaurs are robots the Whoa. whole time. Oh, that's no, that's No, that's not what happens. But yeah, it's funny. Like when it's like talking about the confirmed cast coming to Jurassic World 3, it's like, well, obviously Blue is coming back. And I'm we've, just... we've had a conversation about this where it's like every, every dinosaur that was at the auction, like no one died except for the Indoraptor. Mm-hmm. And who else? Who? No, I mean, everyone technically ran out onto their own in, at the end of Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. You know, the Carnotaurus ate Mills and, uh, you know, or no, Rexy ate Mills and then the Carnotaurus bit off the, like, chunk of him and then the Compies got the leg. Hell yeah. Yummy, 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 yummy. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's just funny to think of, like, Blue confirmed returning. Yeah. And then, like, Rexy, like, you know, they show her at the end of Fallen Kingdom at the zoo, like, roaring at a lion. Right. I mean, like I mentioned earlier, like, everyone wants the Dilophosaurus to return because it truly hasn't been in the movies since the first one. We've yeah. had audio, you know, you hear the hoots at the beginning of Fallen Kingdom. Uh, you see the hologram in Jurassic World. You see the, mac- like, the statue of the raptor and the Dilophosaurus, like, fighting in Lockwood Manor. So I feel like... You know, it's that thing. It's like people want everyone to come back every time. But it's like, I think if they do bring back the Dilophosaurus, like it'll be so meaningful because we haven't seen it since the original. Do you think that they would do a crossover with the Lego characters in the new, like, like Danny Niedermeyer? That would be pretty wild. So if you haven't seen the Lego movies, we actually recorded an unreleased podcast about one of them. Maybe one day we'll put it out. Yeah, maybe. Uh, we can record another one. We can try it again. Oh, yeah, of course. Because the Legend of Isla Nublar is coming to DVD oh, again. Oh, yes. So Danny Niedermeyer uh, sort of like tries to take down, I guess it's... Jurassic World, yeah. Yeah, Jurassic World. Uh, pre the events of the original movie. Yes. And... It's like he's seeking vengeance for his family. He's related to... He's Nedry's nephew. Dennis Nedry? Yeah. Why did, I'm like, wait, why did that sound wrong to me just now? Dennis. But he... Nedry is the ultimate villain of Jurassic Park. He's the ultimate... I'm sorry. No, we don't have to get into this yeah, right yeah. now. That's going to be our... <laughs> that's going to be our, like, Nedry as the, ulti- that's, as the ultimate villain of Jurassic Park podcast because quickly my theory is that like you know nedry took down the whole thing like he destroyed the whole vision of the park just it was like a one-man job and it was that greed and lust you know that like destroyed everything yeah the the hubris that he think he thought he could make it to the boat in 15 minutes yeah you're gonna drive across the island in 15 minutes yeah and in the pouring in a hurricane yeah we saw the east dock in fallen kingdom look how long it took claire to fucking drive over and then she had to like jump onto the boat right and then the brachiosaurus oh had to walk to the end of the pier no no we don't have to talk about that yeah we can r.i.p brachiosaurus (laughs) uh but no but i mean again you know jumping off the dilophosaurus point which obviously there's not like the i mean who knows maybe the dilophosaurus from the original jurassic park is alive and well as well but it's funny because i feel like nobody's talked about the mosasaur or like stiggy coming back like well i mean stiggy was there Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. At the end of Fallen Kingdom, but it, they run off, you know, into the into the forest at the end. Well, then of course, Stiggy is there, probably like breeding, eggs hatching, living their best life. There's going to be like 45 Stiggies uh, all over the world. Somehow they've like crossed the ocean, probably on the back of the mosasaur. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, I I I do think that I'm fine if Stiggy doesn't return. Like I feel like it was just like a fun character to have briefly in yeah. Fallen Kingdom, but I. I feel I feel like the Mosasaur is going to show up again. I feel like they've been really like making all the the Jurassic World ride it universal. Well, like, yeah, yes, but also like in the end scene where it's like 
Ian Malcolm is talking and they show that scene with like you know, surfers in a wave and the Mosasaur is like, oh, like coming in with like a big jaw, like they're going to chomp on the surfer. <laughs> oh, so, of course, I like if I, that has to be part of a storyline is like the one oceanic oceanic uh, marine reptile. Yes. As far as like locations, it's like, oh, we're again, Hawaii is we're going to, you know, everyone was like, oh, we're not going to be in Hawaii anymore. And it's like, nope, they're going to film in Hawaii. It doesn't we don't know how long or anything like that. But again, people are saying possible flashback de-aging thing. And then the other half are saying like, oh, they're we're going to go back to Sorna. That's what I, I'm like. That's what I was just thinking, too. It's like it, Sorna is site B. Yeah. Yeah. So I've asked you this a bunch. It's like when we were watching Jurassic Park three, it's like. When Grant is showing the Kirby's the island, he's like, "That's a this, that's a this." There was like so many dinosaurs, oh, it's a fuck ton of dinosaurs. It's like almost yeah. kind of like, "All right, guys, that's a little much," you know. But they also did like like genetic breeding there, right? So, yeah, yeah. So it's like, did they still have a lab there? Did they go back there and like do more lab work, especially like BD Wong? Well, yeah, and I mean, and that's such an interesting. Sorry, Doctor Wu. Doctor Wu. Because in this sort of supplementary materials that were on the website, like the DPG website leading up to Fallen Kingdom, they kind of imply or kind of kind of theorize outright that basically like Wu is stripped of his license, you know, after Jurassic Park. But then somehow he hooks up with Miss Ronnie and Miss Ronnie kind of lets him or not, maybe maybe Miss Ronnie isn't the one funding it, but he somehow gets to go back to Sorna because, you know, Billy goes in, in JP3 like, oh, the Spinosaurus wasn't on InGen's list. Right. And so, and you can, you know, all the DP Jeff, DPG, DP Jeff. Uh, the DP Jeff. Uh, all the DPG stuff is still there, but they're basically sort of implying that like, and again, if, you know, this series had been planned out ahead, like Lord of the Rings or like Harry Potter or Marvel style, like you could imagine in JP3, them like shooting a scene where like they go into one of the lab, you know, how they explore the lab where the raptors chase them. Yeah. But then they see an office and it's like, oh, wow, like somebody is living here. And it's like, oh, woo, you know, a nod to like woo being there on the island at the time, experimenting and creating. Wait, this- and that's in JP3? No, no. I'm saying like if they had, oh. <laughs> if they had planned out these like six movies from the beginning. Oh, like you can delete this. I was like believing no, no, no. that this really happened. It was something that I missed. Well, but well, but no, but you're not wrong. Like that's kind of the implication of like the DPG website that like during the events of JP3, Wu is on the island and he created the Spinosaurus as right. like a prototype to the Indominus. Yes. Yes, Penny. You are the Indominus. <laughs> you are my beautiful Moby Dick. Um, white whale. Just kidding. She's a creamsicle. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, um, what was the point of all that? Uh, that that we can like speculate and make up stories all day and that like at the end I'm still excited to see whatever's gonna happen. Oh, the point I was making was that <laughs> was that well was that definitely. But you know, people really want Sorna to return. Yeah. But I think they ignored Sorna. They didn't ignore it, but I mean they kind of ignore it. But yeah. It's just more of like it's thematically more pure the idea that like we're watching the original island get destroyed in Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. And it's like, but people are like, no, there's a whole island filled with dinosaurs, like a different one. And it's like, but technically in universe and in the Lego movies, it's like they moved all the dinosaurs over from Sorna because Masrani was like, oh, there's already all these dinosaurs already hanging out. Like, we don't need to spend the money to make new ones. Right. Uh, and the Lego movie shows how the Carnotaurus and Stiggy and the Baryonyx got to Isla Nublar. First of all, they were all just like hanging out together in like a cage in a helicopter. I love that. They're all friends. <laughs> They're all buddies, plus the raptor eggs, plus a dog named Red. What happened to Red? We don't know. We may never know. And the, that's also when the gyrosphere is introduced. Yes. Oh, but what I was going to say was that my thing, and I think it would be such a lovely tribute, is if Hawaii was just Hawaii in Jurassic World 3, because Hawaii has been a stand-in for... Costa Rica. No, no. Well, the, just for Isla Nublar and and That Isla would be Sorna. Central America. Yeah. But like... It would be such a nice tribute if Hawaii got to be Hawaii in the movie. Yeah. I think that would be very beautiful and be like a nice tribute to. Yeah. So I think that's like, that's maybe where there's room for like the Mosasaur to return because yes. it's off the coast of Hawaii. Right, or right, right. Like yeah, that. I agree. Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Look, I'm just excited that like filming has begun, that uh, BDH got a layered haircut. Uh, <laughs> that's a combo to me of her hair in... Jurassic World and Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, so it's like it was like a more stark, like like a bob with bangs, with like a business bob with B- bangs. Yeah, uh, and then uh, like a ponytail. Does she ever let her hair down in Fallen Kingdom? That's a good question. Or is it always in the pony? She keep that. Po- I mean, look, she was she was the man of action in Fallen Kingdom. You know, she's firing that laser gun and shit. <laughs> she doesn't have time to take that pony out. Yeah. I really like, like she wears a hat. I don't think that she ever takes her hair down in Fallen Kingdom. I think you're right. Brenna and I later went back and checked Fallen Kingdom. And in fact, Claire does indeed let her hair down at the very end of the movie uh, over that montage of Ian Malcolm talking. So there you go. She does indeed. Claire does indeed let her hair down. So this is like, you know, a more relaxed cut still with the bangs. I don't know. It's just like so exciting to wonder what this movie is going to be because I praised Fallen Kingdom a lot and why it's my favorite Jurassic movie since the original because it introduced a lot of fresh ideas. It was structurally, again, I think people say it's kind of similar to Lost World and I think on the surface maybe, but yeah, I truly think it introduced so many new things, you know, human cloning, yeah, the mansion and or the like boat. What, what's the end game of the idea of bringing dinosaurs back? Yeah. Which, of course, like, in that movie was, like, greed and ownership. And making you care. You know, I think a lot of, I mean, I don't want to speak for anybody specifically, but, you know, and I've heard a lot of, like, I love, we're both people who, like, just love to hear what people think. And we're not here to judge your opinion and think it's wrong or anything like that. I mean, but also at the same time, like, sometimes it's perplexing to me because it's like, oh, like, Fallen Kingdom, like, really swings for the fences, and I really appreciate it. There's, like, the gothic, romantic vibe, like, human drama with Mills, you know? Yeah. Like, kneeling, like, you know, Clayton talking about how, like, the Indoraptor is the dragon, and the Macy's the princess, and, like, this, you know, whole, like, mythic fairy tale vibe, and, you know, Fallen Kingdom, a lot of the dinosaurs have a little bit more, like, they're not just animals. They're kind of like characters, you know, Stiggy, Blue, yeah, yeah, Rexy. Yeah. And I know people had a problem with that. But for me, I loved it because, I mean, as throughout this podcast, been talking to Penny Lane, my cat, like, you know, animals are individuals and they have their own personalities. So right. like, I really appreciate that element uh, about Fallen Kingdom, even if maybe for some people it feels out of step with the franchise in the past. But well, it's like the people that are bidding on the dinosaurs like aren't thinking about them as individual animals, and the people that are trying to save them are. Ooh, that's a good yeah. And having them characterized makes a better contrast. You yes, know? like you care about them; they're just not fodder to be distributed. Which is like why why the people that are doing the bidding are like obviously villains and Mills is a villain because he is not thinking about the best interest of the animals. It's the whole conflict in Jurassic World that Claire has. And so that's, oh my gosh, I've never thought about this about Fallen Kingdom where it's like, Claire, I understand you got to run, you know, probably one of my favorite lines from Owen in Jurassic World, you know, look, I understand you have all these responsibilities and et cetera. But you know, these animals are alive, you know? Oh yeah. He's and, like th- this, this animal has been raised in captivity. She doesn't know what 
like she is. Yeah. And, and yeah, really kind of, it's funny because it almost reminds me of the Percast episode I did with Jackson Galaxy, where it's like, these animals aren't here to do your bidding. It's a relation. It's a relationship. Yeah. Uh, but it's, I never thought of it that way where Fallen Kingdom is the start of now other people have to grapple with the idea that these dinosaurs are here. They're real. Yeah. They mean business, you know? Right. Or it's like. They're alive. They're alive. Or like they're thinking of them as, as assets, like Claire refers to them as in Jurassic World. Oh, like if I own this dinosaur, if I like capture this dinosaur, like this is going to be worth money. Because it's an asset, because it's like a rare animal. Yeah. Whereas the conceit of Fallen Kingdom so much is that like, you know, it's the whole argument, you know, Malcolm in the Senate. It's like some people are like, well, you know, we should just let them die because they're not meant to be here. And other people are like, no, we made them. So we're responsible for them. Right. And so, um, yeah, it's going to be so interesting to see how that plays out in Jurassic World 3. Yes. All right. Last little bit. And then I think we can wrap it up. Yes. I wrote down, I mean, again, because it's, you know, they've announced so many people returning, like, you know, they didn't, they're not hiding Laura Dern, Samuel, Jeff Goldblum. They're not hiding. I don't know why they would hide Danielle Panita or Justice Smith or Omar Sy or Jake Johnson. What's Macy's character's name? Or what's Macy's? uh... Uh, Isabella Sermon. B.D. Wong. Yes. Obviously. But... I think that, you know, and based on, to circle back, based on Chris Pratt's comment about saying the original cast of Jurassic Park is returning. Oh, he's like everyone from the original movie. Well, other than the trio, Lex and Tim are the only other people that survived, you know, the adventures of Jurassic Park. So to me, I want, I was thinking about like, what are the most like, you know, because there's still surprises in store, I'm sure. So what are the most likely surprise cameos versus what are the most unlikely Likely for me, uh, Billy Brennan. You think it's a good chance that he'll show no, up? No, I don't know. That's just what I want. I so know. I love to, but if it doesn't happen, like I'm not going to be totally sad. Well, it's funny because, I mean, obviously, I think Lex and Tim are like the biggest front runners for a surprise appearance. But I think JP3 is very interesting. And then my other likely surprises, they kept Iris alive, Geraldine Chaplin, because they filmed her death scene and they cut it. So I think... Oh, yes. Iris, be, the the like nanny. Yeah, who raised Macy and original Macy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that they could fit her in for a cameo, even if it's like a phone call or something like that. Oh, man. I would love to know more about her. Yeah, that's the evolution of, uh, of Iris. Iris. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so you're, you're putting out a call to listeners to like asking them like what they think they're what the most likely cameos are most likely and most unlikely yes okay yeah and so i think lex and tim are the biggest front runners but then to circle back to jp3 i think to me the most likely and unlikely circles around that film because i think the most unlikely is billy brennan i know i know we can dream (laughs) but i think the most likely is the spinosaurus because (laughs) they wanted to bring it back in fallen kingdom instead of the sinoceratops and the carnotaurus fight yeah it was going to be rexy fighting the spinosaurus and winning in you know as like a round two right 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 and again we don't know that was my theory because again it's like there's this idea in the the lore of jurassic since fallen kingdom that Isla Sorna, all the dinosaurs were just brought over to Isla Nublar and put in Jurassic World. But I love the idea of these workers being like, ugh, like the Spinosaurus is going to be too much work. Like if we don't say anything, we can just Wait, leave it here. You know, like I have a question for you. Do you think we're going to see any long necks? Oh, I definitely think so. There was some Apatosauruses escaping at the end of Fallen Kingdom. And in that suitcase with DNA, you can see a Brachiosaurus DNA. Right, right, right. So. You know, there's going to be more long boys, although uh, we need to see the Mementisaurus again, but I don't think we're going to see it, but I would love it. But yeah, I think, again, this idea of like cutting things out of Fallen Kingdom, it's like, it's such a, it's such a wild fan service of like bringing back the Spinosaurus, but it's like, I don't know, they, it could be fun for this last round. Yeah. Can you imagine busting out that big animatronic? Like, where has that been all these years? Has it just been in like... John Rosengrant's garage, like where where is it living? Yeah, I mean, in Joe Johnston's uh, house, living room. Yeah, he was like, I have one demand. I get to keep the Spinosaurus at the end. Wait, is it a Spinosaurus at Universal Studios? No, that's the Spinosaurus. Or that's one of the Spinosauruses. I think that's the like, 
life-size Mac hat, but it's not the animatronic. This would be like in the in the back lot, I guess they would call it, for the studio tour. Yes, that's where you can see it currently. At Universal Studios Hollywood. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I Again, I think oh, this has been so much fun. And this is the kind of vibe I want to go in, you know, we're almost in March 2020, but this is the vibe. Just like, let's have fun with this. Let's speculate. But like, let's not get our hearts too set on anything and just kind of enjoy the ride. Yeah. I love like considering all options. Yeah. Fast and the Furious crossover. <laughs> Possibly. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Brenna, a.k.a. Bonnie Puns, a.k.a. Beak Souls. Thank you for and having s- me. And I'll see you all soon. Hold on to your butts. Oh, do you think they're going to work that into the movie? I hope they will. That would be insane. Iconic. I'll be back, but instead it's like Macy being like, Hold on to your Hold butts. Hold on to your butts. <laughs> A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.